Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Great Donnell Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy Baseball. Weepness. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet then. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Toggle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The raucous red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Toggle your balls. Womack Womack style, style, yes. Episode 27 of the Birthday Boy Podcast is underway. How are you? This is what I sound like from now on. I've decided you're going to enjoy the way the Birthday Boy podcast sounds from now on like this. Now, fuck that. Uh, good day. Good day to you. <laughs> A tremendous Thursday to you. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like making myself laugh. Making myself laugh is possibly the funniest thing. That there is. It's epic. It's hilarious. I am Jim Rome. Rack me. Oh, what's going on? I'm. This is driving me nuts. Uh, 
I've got these headphones. My oldest had a nice pair of headphones, and for some reason those headphones uh, don't work. So I lent her mine, and wouldn't you know, I can only hear out of the left side of the headphones, and it's driving me fucking bananas. I've ordered new headphones. I've ordered newer, much, much less expensive headphones than the ones I currently have. Of course, being a cheapskate, the ones I currently have is Beats 2. What the fuck are they called? The Beats, uh, what do they call them? They have like a Series 1 and Series 2 Beats, Beats something. I don't know, Beats. Why can't I think of the name of this thing? And it drives me nuts. Uh, beats, uh, <laughs> I, I, I could say beats all day. It doesn't really, it doesn't really make any difference. Just saying beats solo, beats solo. These are beats solo two, which I bought two years ago for like, <laughs> this is what you get what you pay for. I'm thrilled that I got two years out of them before they started going cuckoo caca. But I, I think I paid like 60 bucks for these fuckers because I got them on Amazon refurbished. So, so I just purchased uh, a much uh, lesser known, you know, I think I got like, I think they were called like Breitz headphones or something like that, that I just, I just purchased and they should be here tomorrow or the next, tomorrow I think. And they cost $16, uh, but they have a left and a right and uh, many, many five star reviews. So, uh, you know. I'm sure it's not going to be the quality of these Beats headphones, because boy, oh boy, there's nothing nothing nicer than these. It's been enjoyable. It's been an enjoyable two years having a pair of headphones that's, you know, real quality stereo sound, so I can sit and watch watch my stories while the kids play the insufferable Goat Simulator. Fucking Goat Simulator. I thought they were done with that. They've been playing Goat Simulator for like four years, ever since we got a PS4. They, they love this Goat Simulator. And it's just this deliberately just flawed game. You play as a goat, and you run around licking people, and you can lick people and drag them around and throw them off roofs of buildings, and you can fly into space, and the goats can drive cars, and there's other animals, and it's just completely absurd and stupid. And it's it's perfect. It's perfect for children <laughs> because it's so idiotic, and they love it. Uh, but this, the music, oh my god, the, the music in this goat simulator... It's just, it's the worst. I can't, like, I told him last night, I said, you can, I said, you can play anything you want, not Goat Simulator. But they really wanted to play Goat Simulator. And I said, yeah, okay, then you play it with no sound. You play it on mute, because I can't listen to this. I can't listen to this Goat Simulator. Yep, there. Eh, so that's the theme song. That's the Goat Simulator music. Eh, it doesn't sound so bad, right? It's like, okay. Yeah, no, no worries here. Of course, when this plays for hours and hours on a Saturday, for four years, and that's not all they play. They like to play other games. It's in fact, it's been months and months since they've played this Goat Simulator, which has been very nice. They're back to playing Minecraft, which I love. That's a great game. Cam loves to play Titanfall. She loves to just, just shoot. Wear mech suits and shoot guns and uh, and all that stuff. So okay, the theme theme song's not so bad right now, right? For Goat Simulator. But just listen here. Skip ahead. It's there we go. Ah, there it is. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And that just, like, that sound just burrows into your skull. You know, the first couple times you hear it, back in, like, what, 2005, when these, 2015, when the kids got this game. I was like, uh, that's kind of funny. That's silly music. I guess, you know, I don't know, what is it supposed to sound like a goat? That's funny. Okay. Then, like, an hour later, it's like, oh, man, that's, it's getting pretty annoying. And then, like, four years later, it's like, don't, you're, you are forbidden. You, you are never to play Goat Simulator again. And if you do, uh, do it when I'm not anywhere near the house. Oh, this just drives me nuts. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, because, but that was the nice thing. I could put on my beats. My refurbished beats that I got for, like, a third of what they normally cost. A fraction of a fraction of the retail price. Because I'm a cheapo. And I love refurbished things. And then I get angry when refurbished things don't last. Don't stand the test of time. Of course, a week ago when I did the podcast, these headphones were working just fine. And then I let somebody borrow them over the weekend. And now the right side is not working at all. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so if this podcast suffers as a result, you can blame... Uh, blame my children. Let's get this horrible music out of here. So yeah, this was the music that I could block out by wearing a nice uh, a nice little pair of headphones, noise canceling, and just listen to stereo quality sound while I while I watched my stories, while I watched my programs. And uh, yeah, now these now these headphones are junk. It's junk, it's garbage. But we'll see. I am uh, very very curious to see what happens when the new headphones arrive tomorrow that uh, are definitely not Beats, and definitely cost $16.99. Had a lot of five-star reviews, but I'm not really sure. Five stars means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You wouldn't think so, because you would think, well, that's as good as it gets, right? You have a scale of one to five. One is really bad. Five is the best. Zero is the worst, if you can even do zero. So let's say, let's say one or maybe a half star. Maybe the worst you can give is a half star. That's the worst. There's nothing good about this at all. That's a half star. Now, these headphones that I've just purchased that are set to arrive tomorrow had uh, a four and a half, I think was the average. Where, where are they? Uh, okay. <laughs> they're called... <laughs> uh, they're definitely not called Beats. They're called Piozar. Mm-hmm. P.O.'s are on-ear headphones with microphone, lightweight, folding stereo bass headphones, tangle-free cord, okay, wired headphones, and that was the key, I want, I don't want wireless headphones, I want wired headphones so I can, so I can plug them in right to the, right to the computer when I do the podcast, um, and it's got, you know, it's got a good, it's got a good rate, it has, no, it does have, it's five star, 12 178 reviews and it's five stars i mean what what is this what kind of sorcery is this that creates but here's some fantastic clarity and volume control great noise reduction great for kids well yeah i mean i guess 
great headphones. I, I I did order a pair for for a kid because I don't want her smashing more. It's it's not like she smashes the headphones. It's just like, and maybe it's just maybe it's just bad timing. Maybe this was going to happen to the headphones anyways. But it's just that the last time I used them, they were working fine one week ago, and then today they're they're fifty percent of what they were. Uh, the left ear is working just wonderfully, just like just like it always does. I think. Uh, so yeah, so I ordered a pair for me, and then I ordered a pair for the child, who has gone through many pairs of headphones, many, many pairs, uh, so I'm not really sure, I would tend to say that's not a headphone problem, although, given that I order the cheapo headphones, maybe it, maybe it has nothing to do with her, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna blame anybody else, I'm gonna blame the headphone, I'm gonna blame my kid, I'm definitely not gonna blame me, because, uh, I take care of my shit. These are some amazing headphones for kids and adults. My eight-year-old loves these headphones. Cushion for the ear. Great quality. Absolutely amazing quality. Somebody wrote in all caps. And this is on September 23rd of this year. So it's not... That's the other thing. When you see five-star reviews and they're like eight years old. And then there's nothing new. Okay. That's a little questionable. But this is a five-star review from September. Five-star review from July. A lot of July. September. There's an October, so there's these are recent. Very good headphones for the price. Okay, I'm not spending $300 on headphones. I want to hear my movies and sound from YouTube videos. Well, this does the trick. The part that wraps around the ears are soft, muffles out external sounds, color, blah, blah, blah. Quality over the head, quality over the head headphones. Okay. I was skeptical on this Feozar because of the price. I gave them a chance, and boy, was I wrong. The cable wrapped wrapped on a fabric-like material. The sound quality is pretty good. Well, okay. I think this is probably the most on it. I think pretty good is about the best. For $16.99, I think pretty good is, is, is the best we can expect. Well, we'll see what happens when these Feozar... <laughs> When my brand new POZARs arrive. Yes, you've had beats. You've had the best. Now try the rest. Now that your $50 two-year-old refurbished beats have shit the bed, try out a $17 POZAR. Goddamn. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see how these next week's episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast... Tech Review with Johnny Boy on the Birthday Boy Podcast. <laughs> Next week, I'll be reviewing my brand new POZARs. <laughs> I think that should I, I think that should be the that should be the tagline for these things, these POZARs. You've had the best. Now try the rest. POZAR. They're $16.95. I don't know. Uh, I guess whatever. To expect to expect to have a nice quality of, of things is one thing. To expect them to last more than a couple years with these numbskulls plugging them into their Kindles and their Switches, dropping them all over the place. That's the thing. There's so often during the day that I just hear that that unmistakable crashing sound of a, of a $50 controller or a headphones or something hitting the floor and then a child saying, Damn it! Because they tried so hard. I tried I tried so hard not to drop it, but I dropped it. Because I really didn't try very hard at all. I really did very little to try. 
and not drop these things because I have no real concept of their value because I didn't have to pay for shit because Santa Claus brought it. Or or Daddy bought it for himself and then I kind of sort of stole it passively over the over the years and now it's just mine. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll see what happens when the POZRs arrive. Nice quality POZRs. That's what happens when you drop your shit, when you drop dad's shit on the floor and fuck up his Beats headphones. You get POZRs. Here's a nice set of POZRs. And by the way, this is the last set of headphones you're ever going to get from now on. These POZRs better. You may make them last. You make these POZRs. <laughs> make these POZRs last because that's it. There's no more. It's POZR or nothing. There sure as shit ain't going to be another pair of beats in this household in many, many years. Not until the kids are in college when I know when I know I can have uninterrupted beats time. Sort of like Cliffy enjoys uninterrupted beat time. <laughs> beats time. <laughs> when the pound pound is open for business. Uninterrupted beats. Eh. All joking aside, kids are actually very respectful of things. Like, they really don't, uh... Yeah, I mean, occasionally, a controller drops on the floor if it's, you know, sitting on somebody's lap and they get up to get a snack or something and they forget. You know, stupid shit like that. Really not that big of a deal. Those things are... Them shits is durable. Um, and the headphones, honestly, we got Kimmy a pair. <laughs> I got Kimmy a pair of these Beats two years ago as well for about the same price. Bargain basement refurbished beats, all sales final. <laughs> I think I would have been better off buying Dwight Schrute's beats from Schrute Farms. Because, yeah, Kim's uh, had issues almost from the get go. And she got a few good months out of them. But she never really used them that much, anyways. Uh, mine, I got a good two years. Who knows? Maybe it's just the cord. But see, that's the thing. I bought a new cord. I did buy a new cord. That didn't solve the problem. So, I don't know. But either way, I mean, all all my problems will be solved tomorrow when my when my POZRs arrive and then I will test them out. Maybe it, maybe there'll be a pop-up podcast, the POZR podcast <laughs> to review the finest $17 headphones ever made by human hands. But not by Dr. Dre's hands. Does Dr. Dre even have... Remember they used to be Beats by Dre? I don't think... Does he have anything to do with that? Did he, did he sell that? Is he divested? And walked away with his... Multiple billions of dollars? That's not bad. That's not bad, having your name attached to a really good quality product. And then... And then that's it. Which is why, uh, yeah, I gotta... I've just been shitty about getting... Yeah, that... I think that go fuck self carpet mat birthday boy podcast carpet mat needs to be a thing and certainly jerseys and sweatshirt whatever t-shirts beer koozies say <laughs> hashtag blessed <laughs> kindness matters positivity is for assholes the coffee mug that says positivity is for assholes with the birthday boy podcasts logo and my likeness on it i think that's i think that's the i think i will be the next dr dre of uh shitty podcast merch at least i can hope so fingers crossed on that one anyway 
Yeah, so uh, having a rough go here with only hearing myself out of the left side of my ear. It's uh, still the golden pipes have never sounded so good, but I just I want to hear them in stereo on both sides. It's messing up my brain, my balance, my equilibrium. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall over sideways having all this sound just in the left side of my ear. But uh, never fear, those POZRs are on the way, and they will uh, they'll make every. I have no doubt that POZR is gonna make everything right very soon. Oh. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this just into the Birthday Boy podcast. I have just replaced the old cord with a new cord that I purchased for full price. For almost the price that I paid for these refurbished headphones at Logan Airport. When one person who is related to me by marriage, but shall go unnamed, forgot her cord for her headphones... And I just I just inserted those, and now I have I have sound on both sides. It's it's the cord. It's the cord, ladies and gentlemen. It's the cord. This is this is good news. I may be able to cancel my POZRs. Although I must say I'm very curious. I'm very very curious to know how the POZRs are going to sound. Well, in any event, this is this is big news. Let me see. How does I does that sound like it normally does? Are these are these headphones? Am I receiving audio at the same level of quality as I've come to expect? Yes, it sounds it sounds good. This is the way that I, this is how I test. I I get real close to the microphone and then I talk like this to see if the golden pipes come through these headphones as well as I think. <laughs> oh man, what an asshole! Okay, well that's good. I've got at least I've got sound on both sides on both ears. That makes me happy. All right, things are looking up here in the Birthday Boy podcast. And uh yeah, maybe I'll cancel those POZRs. I don't know. Well, I'm going to I'm going to cancel one of the POZRs. The one that was going to be for myself. I think I'll cancel that one and then the uh the POZR for the child, for the for the eldest spawn. I think we'll we'll just keep that one. And those can be hers. She's, you've now been downgraded. Now that you've gone through every headphone known to man, you've been downgraded to the POZRs, and may they last until your 18th birthday, because that's how long they're going to have to last. Or, you know, when you get a job or something to pay for your own <laughs> pay for your own POZRs. Ah, this day's really looking up. This is really looking up. And now I can... Now the kids can play that horrible goat simulator, and I can go back to listening to my refurbished beats... So it's not the Beats at all. It's the headphones are fine. These headphones are a, are a wonder of modern technology and science. It's really the cords that are a big piece of shit. I don't think Dr. Dre put nearly as much time. When Dr. Dre was in the lab creating Beats single-handedly, uh, you know, toiling away various tests and development and all kinds of all kinds of things to uh, to get those beats to where they needed to be when he was single-handedly creating and developing beats uh, and testing them uh, before going to market I I don't think he put as much time and effort into the into the cord but you know let's be honest what kind of an asshole is listening to beats with a fucking cord everybody's listening to wireless I'm the only asshole with a with a cord with a wire so shame on me I guess as I have as I've preferred, he's besmirched the good name of Dre. I mean, he's a doctor too. He went to Beats Medical School to figure out how to make these things, and now here I am using a cord like an asshole. <laughs>
But honestly, who the fuck? I'm not gonna buy wireless. Be those. Sh- I thought it was. I thought it was a bit much to have to pay the sixty dollars two years ago for refurbished Beats. I thought that was expensive. And then these things you go to Best Buy, it's hundreds, hundreds of dollars. I tell you, hundreds. No, thank you. Quite frankly, for all intents and purposes, I enjoy just I. I have AirPods. Those are great. Uh, but they get annoying because you you know you take them out and you have to charge them. And then you have to program them so you're like tapping your ear twice to pause a song or tapping once to skip ahead or tapping the left one to go back. Or t- and I'm sitting there, you know, there's I bring I bring the wired uh, uh, pod, bud, earbuds, earpods, whatever you call them, the wired ones I bring when I go to the Y uh, because then I can just, you know, I use the little microphone button to pause and, you know, whatever. I'm walking around this track when I have my AirPods. I'm walking around the track like, oh, I want to skip. I want to skip to the next song, and I'm like tapping my head twice. I'm t- tapping my ear, and then I realized I hit. Oh, I had it set to like pause, and I'm like, oh, that's the wrong one. So I had to tap it once, and then tap it twice to skip ahead. And then I'm tapping it. I skip, but then I skip. Tw- I hit it twice, and I skip two songs ahead. So now I have to go back one, but I can't remember if tap twice is to go back or tap once. So I'm tapping once, but then it's starting the song over that I skipped twice to that I don't want to hear. So then I'm tapping. So I'm just tapping my. Le- I'm just sitting there, looking like a mental patient, walking around the trap like track tapping to do left right do 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 tap tap tapping my ear so I, I had enough of that of course i could have just taken my phone out of my pocket but that, that defeats the whole purpose but now i go to the y and i, I put the, i have the wired ear pods earbuds whatever they're called these days and uh and those work just fine there there's a that's a fine uh audio thing <laughs> fine audio output implement the wired AirPods, earpods that come with the iPhones. They're just fine. I like the beats. They're perfect for a podcast so I can hear exactly what I sound like. You can't really get that if you put... I, I can put earbuds in while I'm doing the podcast. I just can't hear it as well. It doesn't give me the sense of the quality of what the thing, the whole thing sounds like and how, how the different tracks are mixed together. I need to hear all of that as I'm doing it so it doesn't sound you know, completely like... I mean, it sounds like shit... Because it's my stupid voice talking, but I want it to sound as uh, as little little like shit as as humanly possible. So that's where the beats the beats are nice, and uh, luckily the beats goes on. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! Oh man, dad jokes. Okay, and uh, and luckily for Cliffy, uh, the beats are probably going on right now if he's uh, if he's on a lunch break. Back home at the pound pound. Oh my god, I've spent entirely too much time talking about headphones. I might, I should, I should go back and erase all of this, especially now that I've solved the problem. Now that my headphones are working, I just had a whole thing about my headphones not working, and now they work. But hey, worst case scenario, it led to me ordering a nice pair of POZARs, and I'll get to provide some uh, some information. Anybody looking for a quality pair of seventeen dollar headphones. Uh, next week's Birthday Boy podcast, I may be able to provide some insight. Some POZR insight. Uh, yes. How was Halloween? Was it nice? We had, uh, like I mentioned, we had two, two trick-or-treating events last week. On Thursday, on Halloween proper... We headed into Boston, 
historic Beacon Hill for some tricks or treats. And uh, it's just so good. It's so good there. I mean, that's historic buildings, cobblestone, you know, Acorn Street, Chestnut Street, all this stuff. These beautiful old homes and just a zillion people. The weather, they canceled trick-or-treating in our town because the weather was supposed to be too windy and too rainy. And that's true, it was. But not until, like, after 9 o'clock. So what ended up happening was it was a perfect night for trick-or-treat. We had the air conditioning on. It's fucking New England. On Halloween night, we had the AC on before we left because it was too goddamn hot. So it was perfect. The humidity went down a little bit. It was windy. It was breezy, but not like, not deadly windy. Windy enough to make all the spooky, like, ghost things that people had in trees and stuff, like, flying around in a really spooky way. And there's leaves flying around. And Boston's a little bit behind. It's a little, little milder, so they have, they had more color, their leaves. So it really just, it looks and it looked and felt exactly like Halloween should look and feel. It was cloudy, so you had that kind of gloom, you know, in the sky. The silhouettes of the old, of all these old brownstones and these historic, you know, multi-million dollar houses silhouetted against the gray sky and all the lights and, de- and people just go all out with their decorations there, you know, full-size candy bars I mean, it's it's fabulous. It was fabulous. It was great. Uh, and then trick-or-treating on Saturday was great. It was fine. We have a great neighborhood for trick-or-treating. It's very, very kind of old school as well. Um, everybody, you know, lots of decorations. There's one house that's, that's like the fourth year that we've been going. One, two, three. Four. Yeah, this is our fourth year trick-or-treating in this particular neighborhood. And uh, there's one house that always really goes all out. They open up the garage, and they have their whole garage turned into something. It's been like a funeral parlor. It's been like a haunted uh, wedding. Uh, this time they were there was a corpse on the table, and it was like the you know it was just it was like you know the haunted butcher. I don't know what it was, but they were they were tearing apart a corpse. It's just fantastic. They do such a good job, and they had little like heads in formaldehyde jars and stuff like that. Just like really creepy, awesome atmosphere. And there's a few houses like that, and it's great. It was just really fucking cold on Saturday to go trick or treating, and the kids were, you know, we got 90 minutes out of them. It's a two-hour, six to eight p.m. is is the window for tricks, tricks or treats. Uh, we got we got them until about 7:30, and then they just everybody hit the wall. And that was it. Uh, I was ready to go get 30 more minutes of free candy, but yeah, the kids were, they were done. But we had a good time. Everybody was just too cold. It was it was like well down into the 40s, I think. I mean, it was in the 40s by the time we set out to trick-or-treat. It may have been, may have been right around 40 by the time we finished. But it was chilly. It was certainly chilly. Thursday night I went as the zombie yacht captain. That was fun. Kimmy did my makeup. She does a great job on makeup. She did Cam's makeup Thursday night as the Grim Reaper. Uh, Kaylin was a kangaroo. We ordered a kangaroo costume. It was way too small. It looked it looked ridiculous on her, but it was adorable. Uh, so we were one and done with that costume and then ordered a second costume that came 
unfortunately, it came a day late for the first night of trick-or-treating, but it was in time to go for the Saturday night trick-or-treating. And it was basically like a, uh, the, the first costume was real cheap. It was too small. There was this weird, like, glitter that got on everything, probably poisonous. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it was asbestos. Maybe the costume was made out of old, uh, refurbished asbestos. Asbestos by Dre. And, uh, and so it was all over the car seat and the clothes and the, we, the, it was, it was in the garbage by the end of Thursday night, the kangaroo costume number one got one use and then it was in the garbage kangaroo costume number two, a much better quality fit nicely. It was more like a pair of, you know, full size pajamas. So she was the only one of us who was very warm and comfortable. Usually she's the least comfortable cause she wears a costume that's that's not super warm, and this this was this was the first time where she was the only one who was ready to keep going, and she was very comfortable and warm. It was very it was adorable, cute costume, kangaroo costume. Cam's second night of trick or treating, she ditched the Grim Reaper, and she went with um, slasher, murderer, serial killer, whatever you want to call it. She had blood spattered on her a white T-shirt, and on her face, uh, one of those like retractable knives that we used to play with in the '80s where it looks like you're stabbing somebody, a little plastic thing from the Spirit Halloween shop. She had that, Put some Kimmy put some blood on that thing. She had a leather jacket, uh, a band, she had a bandana over her face. It was actually very, uh, very believable. She had the leather gloves on. Yeah, she, uh, I don't want to mess with that kid on the best of days. And when she's dressed like this fucking bloodstained murderer, it was, it was pretty terrifying. And we went with good friends. We had a great time. Very nice. Very good. Tons of candy. I think a total of like close to nine pounds of candy combined from the combined take of both nights. So it worked out worked out pretty well. It's a bunch of candy and somehow these children are not related to either of their parents because my Halloween candy was usually gone within a week when I was a kid. Uh, it would be gone within a week now if I were to eat all this candy. Uh, and these kids, I mean, we've had, we've had Halloween candy that we're, the kids are still eating. Like, I think they just, I think June was when they just finished last year's Halloween candy. So the, and that's just from one night of trick or treating. And so I'm going to, eh, this is a combined, two and a half hours of combined trick or treating up, you know, really the equivalent of like maybe two or three streets. That's it. And then they got fucking eight pounds of candy. People are gener generous. What can I say? And not just the millionaires in Beacon Hill. The people, the people in modest-sized homes in Nashville. Everybody's just generous when it comes to Halloween. People, people around him. It's New England. People love Halloween. They're generous. They give out, whether it's full bars or not, they give out a ton of candy. It's not bad. Uh, but having said all that, I'm uh, I'm glad that it's over. I love Halloween. I love October. It's the best time of the year. It really is. But uh, you know, getting all gussied up oh in my second night i went as uh i love the castlevania games so so i went as johnny belmont vampire hunter but i had kim do my face paint i was all chalky white with uh, blood dripping down my mouth because in a shocking twist i'm not only a vampire hunter but i too am a vampire myself much like you know the, some of the characters in the castlevania series and uh yeah nobody nobody gave a shit about my costume they fucking hated it. They thought it was stupid. They said, "What are you? What are you dressing up like that for? You fat fuck! Who do you think you are? Are you, are you seven? You jerk! You idiot! 
worthless piece of shit. And that was just coming from Kimmy. I can't imagine what my enemies would have said had they seen me dressed up like Johnny Belmont. I also had a uh, I had a knight. It was like this weird medieval knight costume that I got at the, at the Halloween store, which really, you know, it's hard to it's hard to you know they don't really sell like a Simon Belmont costume, so you have to improvise. And they had like, you know, they have the. I don't know what it's like, the Victorian vampire, the gothic vampire costumes, kind of like hipster vampires. Like, eh, that's not really doing it for me. So I went with a fake, like, sort of robe with chain mail. It's kind of similar, kind of of Belmont-esque, but, eh. And I had a whip. I bought a whip last year because I was going to go, like, I was going to go as Johnny Belmont last year for Halloween, and then I just got too lazy. I was also going to go as the zombie yacht captain, but my, uh, my mustard turtleneck didn't arrive on time, uh, so I didn't go as in any costume last year. I just went as a fat guy with a hoodie, um, which is a good costume too. Uh, it's very New England. <laughs> it's a very it's a very New Hampshire costume, but this year I made up for that and I got to go as both of the costumes that I wanted to do last year and didn't get to do, and I got to do them both this year. The question is, what will I be for next Halloween? And I don't know. I might go as, um, maybe I'll go as a, as a POZAR headphone. Just depending on if this, this thing really, if this whole POZAR thing goes well. If I, am, if I fall in, as in love with these $17 headphones as I think I will, uh, that could be maybe next year's Halloween costume. As I, and then people ask, what are you? And I go around, I'm like, I'm POZAR, obviously. I'm a POZAR headphones. Don't you know anything, you stupid asshole? So that'll be a fun Halloween next year. That's a thing, man. The oldest is going to be in fifth grade next year. Like, uh, Kimmy, my, my wife, went. she went trick-or-treating all throughout middle school and high school with her friends. And that's cool. And I hope my kids do the same thing. I hope they just continue to love to, love to go trick-or-treating, uh, you know, well into those years. But the fact of the matter is, whether they continue going trick-or-treating into middle school and high school or they don't, they're not going to want to go with us much longer they they probably already don't want to but in another <clears throat> in another couple years you know like when we get to middle school they want to go trick-or-treating with their friends or not at all so like uh, the window's closing it's a very it's a very slim window to begin with where you get to go out with the kids and trick-or-treating you know because when they're like super young you have to like I remember putting him in the stroller, and we'd we'd go down like half a street. We'd get a few houses. We didn't want him to have a ton of candy at that age, anyways. And now that we know that they are unlike us, and they eat things in moderation and don't go crazy, even with junk food and candy, uh, I don't care. I want them to get as much candy as possible because it's just going to sit in a jar or sit in a freezer for the next like nine months. But you know, when they were little kids, you, yeah, we'll go down and have, we'll go down this street, we'll hit like maybe a dozen houses, go down six houses down, seven houses up, whatever, and then be done, and that's it. And you kind of push them on a stroller, and then and then they get to a certain age where like you know they get to like five, six years old, and they're cool to walk around. So it's really this is probably uh, this is probably the fifth Halloween where everybody's just kind of been walking around, not being pushed in a stroller. And old enough to go up to the door, get the candy. We don't. We can kind of just hang back and wait. But there's still 
young enough that they needs you know we should be there with them trick or treating and i want to be with them trick or treating cuz it's so much fun i love it i love watching them get trick or treats and dresses with this different costumes it's like and you only get to do this so many times before they get too old and they don't want to do it with you or they don't want to do it at all so the fact that this year we were presented with double trick or treating we got to go on halloween night and then go again on saturday i like if your town cancels, postpones tricks, tricks or treats to another day, but there's a, there's other places nearby that are having it, I say if you enjoy doing this stuff with your kids, the trick-or-treating thing, fucking jump on that. Jump on that ship and go trick-or-treating somewhere else, somewhere new on Halloween night, and then if you get postponed to another night, go do that because you're not going to be trick-or-treating forever with your kids you're probably not going to be trick-or-treating more than a few years with your kids so if you can get an extra night of trick-or-treating out of that in one year i say do it so it meant a lot to me to go out with the kids not once but twice and go out the first time we moved to this area we went to beacon hill and did the trick-or-treating uh, whatever four years ago in boston and it was great when they were real tiny cam was just a kindergartner and kaylin was not even in school yet, and uh, they had a great time, but I figured, oh, we're probably not going to get back to Boston, because we kind of have our, our trick-or-treating routine with our friends, we go out every Halloween, same group, and this year presented the opportunity to do both of those things, to go out with our friends and have the, the usual group, the usual neighborhood, and then get back to Boston, and go to Beacon Hill, and to and a bonus night of trick-or-treating with my kids, because... Yeah, we've probably got, a, probably got a couple of years of that left, maybe at the most. So I'm going to savor it because that's what I do. And then I get real nostalgic. And then I will be very sad when the time comes that I am not trick-or-treating with the kids. And instead I'm sitting home like an asshole, handing out candy. But it's all good. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun either way. But I had, to, I had to pounce on the opportunity to get some more, get some extra tricks or treats with the, can, with the kids. And that's what we did. And it was fun. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Cliffy? This is some good oatmeal tasting music. It really makes your old Uncle Cliff want to boogie down. The Womack Spectacular. Ooh, what's up now? In my uptowns, till I'm over the hill, push touchdowns. It's over, I'm healed. I put my crutch down, my vision is clear. Is here, they should give him a flare. Give him a float, then give him the floor. Just give me my yee-yay. Give me a yard, I give you a year. Lean on the yacht cap, lean on the yacht cap. Whoa. Oh. In 5020s from the 20th floor, waiting on the down floor. Fall. Philly Blunt, right here, like right here, grinding like ground beef, till me and the ground meet. I get it crunk. Over the hoods we go, with the F to the I to the A-S-C-O. Fiasco. Cliffy. K-L-I-F. Uncle Cliff. Coming at you. O-A-T-M-E-A. L. 
That's for me. All right. What, what the fuck is this? What am I doing? Uh, my podcast. I guess I get to do whatever I want. Wow. It's like I'm next in line. There's no cutting me. Like I never next to nine. I never next in nine. Well, I never hold a rifle like a motorcycle. You know where bad chicks sit, Cliffy. Keep a nine around my waist like a ninja back seat. Heat pack like injured athlete. Sit on back before she get on back. Over the hills and through the hoods we go. With the F to the I to the A-S-C-O. K-L-I-F. Oatmeal, you know. Oh my god. There's... Wow, there's a lot of verses. Oh, Cam would like this. Verse 4, they mentioned Nike Airs. She's nuts about those Air Jordans. Right here, long as there's Nike Airs, we gonna get it on. Long as light years, or as long as lights here, right here. Last as long as a nice pair of white Airs with slight care. In other words, your career as long as... Oh. Ball fades and braids white hair. All man from a cold land like white bears. Cliffy, it's Uncle Baseball, ripping and rapping. Send him back when the back of the blue player will let me back up like Endo's back on the bikes. In the air, but that's New Year's back out the window. See this player limping with passenger tuck, just follow procedure. Swallow your pride and follow the leader, Darnell Winslow. This one's back to right field, Cliffy. But I don't have a job, so I can't call the baseball action anymore. So now I just sing... I sing Lupe Fiasco with your Uncle Cliff. That's right, Cliffy. My God. All right. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> so stupid. Such an idiot. Oh, and that's the end of that song. So listen, <laughs> that really took a turn. That was going to be the usual, just a little intro to the next segment of the podcast. Fade out after 30 seconds or so like normal. But I'll tell you, we had Uncle Uncle Cliff and, uh, and Uncle Cl Cliffy Baseball were here in the studio, obviously. And they wanted to, uh, they wanted to try their hand. Some of that Lupe. Is it Loopy? Loopy Fiasco? L-U-P-E. There's no accente gyu. There's no accente gyu on the E. So to me, that's loopy. But according to Kim, she said, you're an idiot. It's Lupe. Okay, it's Lupe. Put an I Put... Just do us all a favor and put an accente gyu, Lupe. Would it be that much to ask for an accente gyu on the E? So that we know? It's, a, it's, the, it's the A, the hard A. Lupe fiasco because I've been calling you loopy fiasco for like you know 12 years and it's come to my attention here in the birthday boy podcast newsroom that it's loopy fiasco ah uh, yes that's what happens when ultra white dudes get a hold of <laughs> rap and or hip hop music uh, what are you talking about I thought we did a fine job hipping and hopping and ripping and rapping Oh, man. Hey, I wanted to mention something. Uh, 
back to a couple weeks ago, I talked about my love of Transformers, more more like an obsession, an unhealthy obsession with the Transformers more than meets the eye. Uh, and I wanted to share, oh my god, this was, uh, I have to go back here and find Cousin Frank here. Uh, where are you, Frankie? Oatmeal tasting and sweater vests. That's what the Womacks wear. Gray slacks and sweater vests. The Womack family does it best. Slacks to your nipples and oatmeal. Dr. Huxtable has some drinks for you. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> okay, so uh, Frank... Superfan Frank, who's also Cousin Frank, Frankie Boy, uh, on my, my whole thing about the Transformers from a few a few episodes back, uh, Frank wrote, <laughs> this is pretty, this is interesting, and very telling, and not surprising at all. Frank wrote, glad you touched on Transformers. I was wondering if that was ever going to come up. Grandma and all, <laughs> this is great, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Grandma and all the aunts and uncles used to talk about your obsession like you were a science experiment. And the whole time I'm like, no man, I get it. It's his thing. So basically, <laughs> I was so just obscenely fixated and obsessed with Transformers as a child that my grandma, my dad's mom, Grandma Hopkins, Grandma Takaka, which uh, she became known within a small circle of friends in later years. I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Grandma Takaka, uh, yeah, evidently used to sit around with my aunts and uncles talking about my unhealthy obsession with Transformers. <laughs> which makes total sense because, yeah, I was. I'm, I was completely obsessed. Like, I thought I was a Transformer. I lived my life in a complete uh, fantasy world. Not unlike the one I live in today, or attempt to live in today. Uh, yeah, only now I pretend that I'm I'm, I'm Arthur Morgan in Red Dead, uh, and in real life I drive around saying things like I'm a bad cowboy. Uh, but when I was a kid, yeah, I thought I was you know I thought I was Megatron. I thought I was Hot Rod. I thought I was all of the Transformers. That's all I wanted. That's that's all. Like I said previously, I ate and drank and slept and breathed and lived Transformers. So, and, and if I talk to anybody, child or, I mean, most of the kids I talked to were my friends from school who were also into that shit. So that's all we did was we would play with Transformers and we would pretend to be, we would play Wee Bee Transformers. You either play with the Transformers toys or you play Wee Bee Transformers. And it, uh, I didn't care. As long as we're doing something with Transformers, I don't care what we're playing. As long if it starts to get, if we start playing with other things, you're going to lose me. Because I wasn't, at that time, I, I liked He-Man, wasn't, I liked the cartoon, wasn't really into it as much. I didn't, G.I. Joe's, I didn't get into until much later, then I became obsessed with those guys, and then of course Ninja Turtles, uh, and I was never into Star Wars as a kid, so I didn't care about Star Wars. Uh, so it was, it was Transformers or nothing, it was just like, that's it. That was, that's all I cared about. I just Transformers, and if other cartoons were on, I would watch them. Of course, I loved Looney Tunes, and Danger Mouse, and Count Duckula, and you can't do that on television. And all the class, Alf, 
and Pee Wee and all the classic stuff from the 80s. I loved it. All the Saturday morning cartoons, Smurfs, all that shit. But man, oh man, nothing nothing could even come close to the Transformers. So it's actually it actually warms my heart to hear this from Frank to know that my to know that my aunts, uncles, and grandmother were all sitting around a table talking about me like I had just come out of a lab about my unhealthy obsession with Transformers. And it makes it makes a lot of sense too, because yeah, they were they were right to do so. That was I was a weird kid, and uh, which is great. I wouldn't have it any, any other way. I had no interest in uh, in being like uh, anybody else. You know, I couldn't. I spent like ten minutes one time, like kind of pretending that I was into sports, and then I'm like, I I'm not even fooling myself. I'm not going to fool anybody else to think that I give a shit about sports. Now I care about sports because I don't have a I don't have any like if I showed the slightest interest in sports as a kid like what's going to happen you're going to be forced to play that sport now I can be actually like into sports and enjoy watching them knowing that I will never once have to like actually pick up a football or a basketball other than you know shooting hoops which I really enjoy by myself uh, but I'm never going to like you know I'm not going to play a f- pick up basketball or anything like that you know I'm not going to go to the Y and get into like a men's league of playing fuck that not a chance. So I, so I, you know, uh, beat my own drummer back in the day, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, yeah, I was. Uh, this was just Transformers, man. That's all. That's all I cared about. Uh, so that was that was great, Frankie. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, and I wrote back, and Frank was obsessed with Transformers too. Frankie and I got along so well because you know, like. I, I loved getting together with Frank and Ryan. Ryan, also a super fan. Uh, yeah, because we had a lot of the same interests. We liked a lot of the same bullshit. And, uh, yeah, fr- you know, Frank was, like, also a dude who was not into, like, you know, doing the sports thing and any any of the stuff, any of the usual expectations <laughs> of, a, of a dude growing up in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, so we had a lot in common. Music, video games. Transformers, all that shit. It was great. And, uh, yeah. And then Frank said, yeah, because you were either playing with the toys or studying the poster that listed them all like it was the Zaprooter film. That's so true. The little, the thing that came with the Transformers toys, the checklist where you could go through and you could see every single Decepticon and Autobot toy that was available. And I would go through, and I would just circle. I mean, that was. I, I remember taking a piece of, like, from a from a you know from a, a ten key, you know, from a, an accounting calculator. My dad had a roll of roll of blank tape, like register tape or, or yeah, ten key calculator tape. And I took that whole roll and I unrolled it and I made my Christmas list, which was literally every Transformer that I didn't have that was in that little map of Transformers that came with the toy. If you bought a Transformer toy. You got the the little map that showed you every Transformer. And I would just take those Transformers and I would just write them down on my list because I wanted... There wasn't one particular one. I just wanted all of them. Get me every one of these Transformers. That's all I wanted. And, uh, yeah, if I wasn't... It's true. If I wasn't playing with the Transformers, I was looking... <laughs> I was looking at pictures of Transformers and fantasizing that I had those Transformers and trying to use uh, my mind, hoping that I was born with some kind of mind power that could somehow just magically drop transformers in my bedroom or that I could use mind control to make my parents go out to the store and buy every transformer on the shelf and then bring them home to me. 
I would I would fantasize I would fantasize about getting into a car accident in the hopes but not dying in the accident and not being like you know uh, not losing uh, you know the ability to use limbs or anything like that like getting into a car accident that was bad enough that I needed to spend like a week in the hospital but wasn't so bad that it would you know outside of that week I could get back to my normal life I would like I, yeah I would fantasize about getting into a car accident or having like you know appendicitis or something so that like while I was in the hospital and everybody felt really bad for me I could trick them I could manipulate them into getting me transformers by using sympathy uh, to to have them go out to the store and just what do you what do you want son what can we what what do you want Johnny you know I, I would have I would fantasize that my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and friends would come to visit me and they would just be leaving presents after present after present on the table in the hospital room and it would just be every transformer that I ever wanted I would I would sit in bed fantasizing about getting into a car crash so I could go to the hospital and get transformers because I just whatever. By by whatever means necessary, whatever it took to get all of the transformers. So yeah, so my my relatives, my aunts and uncles were, <laughs> and my grandmother were perfectly perfectly within reason uh, to think that I was completely fucked up because I was because I was I was sitting there praying for a horrible accident or a horrible disease to send me to the hospital so that I could use that illness. <laughs> So I could use that misfortune to turn it back onto my family and friends to have them buy me anything that I, all of the toys that, that I, my heart desired. Oh my gosh. So yeah, my, my grandmother and aunts and uncles were right to be worried. Takaka was right. Oh, and, and the reason, so all of, uh, all of the grandmothers had a nickname, um, not my not my grandparents on my mother's side they were they were grandma and grandpa but uh my my father's mom my grandma hopkins uh we nicknamed her takaka because she was a big wrestling fan which was great like i was a, i became a huge wrestling fan and my grandmother was a huge wrestling fan and my aunt dated hacksaw jim duggan because they were all from glens falls new york and my uncle kim was best friends they were hunting buddies and they were on the wrestling team together my uncle kim was best pals with hacksaw jim duggan long before he was hacksaw jim duggan uh i think they still keep in touch a little bit um <laughs> we we got to meet hacksaw jim duggan at the knickerbocker arena one time during a wrestling show my dad just happened to mention to the security guard, like, hey, we're friends with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. If you did that today, they'd be like, I don't give a shit. Go fuck yourself. Go, go back to your seat. But back in, the, back in the, the old days, people were, like, pretty decent to each other once in a while. So my dad mentioned that to the security guard. He said, hey, you know, we're friends with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We'd love to, uh, love to talk to him. And the security guy's like, okay, hang on. And he went back. The security guy went back to the backstage area to talk to Hacksaw Jim Duggan and said, hey, do you know these guys? He claims that he knows you. A few minutes later, the guy comes out of the curtain. He's like, hey, yeah, come back come back to the curtain in five minutes. So we all, my dad, we, we all, Joe, my sister, we all went back, and there's fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's, like, shaking our hands. We get to meet him. We get to have pictures with him. Like, what a nice thing to do. A nice thing for the security guard who didn't have to do anything, who could have told us to go fuck ourselves. He said, hey, let me go... Let me go validate your... Let me go confirm that what you're telling me isn't a tall tale. Let me go ask Mr. Duggan himself. And then there we were a few minutes later, backstage. There's Ric Flair's back there, the Brooklyn Brawler. Like, what the fuck? It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, so we got to meet Hacksaw, take pictures, shake hands. 
I, I walk through the curtain and there's my dad and Jim Duggan hugging each other. Like, ah, oh, it's great to see you. Uh, hey, Hoppy, great to see you. My God, it's been 20 years, 30, 40, whatever, how many, however many years it's been. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. It was awesome. So yeah, my, my aunt was, uh, I, th- I think she was, I think she was engaged to Hacksaw back in the day. Um, but anyways, uh, so my, <laughs> yeah, so my, my grandma was huge into wrestling. Uh, there was, there was always the very real belief that she believed it was real, at least to a certain degree. There were, there were a lot of things that she was completely convinced that there were not predetermined or scripted. Um, but that made it more fun to watch it with her. Uh, so, but one time, and she knew a lot of the guys, like even up to, she, I mean, she died in 1997, but even up until, up until the end, she still, she still knew a lot of the guys. She knew Bret Hart. She knew Shawn Michaels, the undertaker, of course, the Hulkster and all those dudes, macho man. Uh, so one day back in July of 1995, I had the boys over. I had Nate and Joe. We were all gathered by the television. Uh, we were, we, it was also, it was a WWF pay-per-view, the second ever in your house. And, uh, it also coincided with one of our many Sunday family dinners where all the grandparents and the aunts and uncles and cousins were there. So it was a full house and the boys were over to watch some wrestling. And, uh, and my grandma was sitting in the rocking chair, just hanging out. She was excited to watch a little wrestling with us and it cut to a backstage interview and, uh, and there was the native American superstar Tatanka. It was pretty impressive that my grandma would even know the, who Tatanka was, because he was still relatively new at that point, part of the new generation of the World Wrestling Federation. And uh, <laughs> so there's Tatanka being interviewed backstage, and my grandma, uh, Grandma Hopkins, she looks up and she's like, she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, she's, oh, that's uh, what's his name? That's is that Takaka? That's Takaka. <laughs> and uh, and Nate. Uh, I've, you know, much like the fabulous '60s project, I hadn't seen. I, I've seen Nate really lose his shit a, a multitude of times, but none, perhaps, as bad as the fabulous '60s project that I've mentioned on previous podcasts. And also, when when my grandma referred to Tatanka as Takaka, and said, "Is that Takaka?" and <laughs> And it was very hard. Yeah, we were all kind of biting our lips, trying not. We didn't want to just burst out laughing and make her feel bad. And I said, "Yeah, that." I said, "Yeah, Grandma, that's Tatanka." And she's like, "Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Tatanka, Takaka, whatever." So from henceforth, we referred to her as Takaka until the end of time. Uh, much like Nate's grandmother, uh, one time when when Goldust was first a, a popular character and wrestling, and Goldust would do the uh, Dustin Rhodes. He was gold dust. And back in 1995, 1996, when he started with the World Wrestling Federation, he was very androgynous, as Vince McMahon would say. And he would do this thing where he would rub his hands on his chest and go, oh, you'll never f- <laughs> you'll never forget the name of... And he would rub his hands up, up around his chest and his nipples. He'd go, gold dust. Uh, so one day, Joe, Nate, and I were out with Nate's mom and Nate's grandmother at Pizzeria Uno's at Crossgates Mall in Albany. And uh, we we dropped off Nate's grandmother at her house. And uh, before she left, Nate had her doing the gold dust. We had her doing the hand, the and we had her do it multiple times. It was one of the funniest things. It was just as funny as my grandma saying Takaka. And, um, and so henceforth, Nate's grandmother was gold dust. 
So we had Takaka. My grandma was Takaka. Nate's grandma was Goldust. And Joe's grandmother, of course, was Grandma Sheenbuckle because uh, Joe's grandma always reminded me of the grandmother in Garfield's Christmas just had, you know, the glasses and the, you know, the, the sweet old lady sitting in a rocking chair. So we always called her, we called her grandma Sheenbuckle. And, uh, and one of my favorite things, um, was, <laughs> was, uh, prank calling grandma Sheenbuckle, uh, pretending, pre- pretending to be Joe. And Joe has a brother named Mike, who we lovingly call Merv since about 1996 all these nicknames came into to being around the same time so joe was at my house and we had an rsvp for joe's dad's 50th birthday party the number to call for the rsvp was joe's grandmother was grandma sheenbuckle so you call grandma sheenbuckle and say hey we're coming to the party okay great so i decided to call the number and pretend i was joe while joe was standing right there with me and I called and I made up this insane thing where I said, Grandma, it's Joe. <laughs> and she goes, oh, hey, Joe, what's going on? I said, and I said, I lost Merv. She goes, you lost who? And then, of course, I realized, like, oh, yeah, Merv's not his actual name. Nobody nobody outside of, of, of the three of us knows who Merv is. So I said, oh, Mike, my brother, Mike. She goes, oh. I said, yeah, we call him Merv. I said, I lost Merv. And she goes, what do you mean you lost Merv? I said, well, I'm home alone with Merv. And he was jumping on the sofa, and then he fell out the window. And I can't find him. <laughs> he fell out the window <laughs> outside into the front yard. And I went out to find him, and he's gone. And, uh, and she goes, what are, you, what are you talking about? He's jumping out, jumped out of the window? I said, no, he was jumping on the couch, and there was a gust of wind, and it blew him out. Something like that. He fell. Either way, he was jumping on the couch, and then he fell out of the window. And then, uh, and then Joe, I, I thought she said jokester. Joe claims that she said trickster, but either way she said, I, I think, I think this is some kind of jokester. This is some kind of trickster. And then I lost it. And then I, I said, I said, nope, it's really me. It's really Joe. Oh, wait a minute. I found Merv. Okay. Gotta go. Something like that. And I, I got off the phone really quickly because as soon as she called me jokester or trickster, I, I've honestly, I don't know that I've laughed harder in my life before or since being called a trickster or a jokester by Grandma Sheenbuckle on the phone after calling her, pranking her, pretending to be her own grandson, saying that her other grandson <laughs> was bouncing up and down on the couch and as a result fell out the window <laughs> and I couldn't find him. <laughs> like, he just vanished. And, uh, yeah, luckily she saw through the idiotic story and saw that, indeed, there was a jokester. <laughs> a jokester, a prankster, a trickster, all of the above on the other end. And I... I hung up the phone and I couldn't breathe for five minutes. I was laughing so hard. So yeah, so we had we had uh, Grandma Goldust, we had Grandma Sheenbuckle, and Grandma Takaka, the uh, the trio, <laughs> the trifecta of grandmothers. Oh my God, what what the fuck? So anyways, so yeah, Takaka um, had every right to be to be worried about uh, about my obsession with Transformers. Oh, and one other, <laughs> one other memory comes to mind of Takaka, from that same night actually when she, when she called Tatanka Takaka. There was a tag team match, Razor Ramon, <clears throat> excuse me, Razor Ramon and Savio Vega versus Men on a Mission, which was King Mabel and Sir Mo. 
and men on a mission there too, African-American gentlemen. King Mabel has since passed away. He was very large. I mean, even in 1995, he was over 500 pounds. He was six foot, I don't know, six, 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 seven, six, eight, six, nine. He was huge. He was a big motherfucker. And Sir Moe was like half his size. He was at least a foot taller, a foot shorter than Mabel. And, you know, he was probably three, 350, something like that. He was, he was a fat guy too, but he was not nearly, I mean, he, he paled in comparison to Mabel. Mabel was just a gargantuan individual. And they looked nothing alike, other than they were black guys uh, who were on the same tag team. They were completely different sizes, shapes. One, you know, there was probably a 10-year age difference. I, I don't know. They, they looked nothing alike. But uh, Grandma Takaka was infuriated because she didn't understand why Razor Ramon and Savio Vega they were allowed to team up, and their opponent was just one guy. Like, why is this Why is this one guy? He's doing all the work. He doesn't have a tag team partner. It's just one guy against Razor Ramon and Savio Vega. And we had to uh, politely, I had to politely inform her that it was, in fact, two guys. It's like just, you know, you're seeing, you're two, seeing two very different bald black guys. But, uh, you know, for that, it's from a different generation. She was born in, like, 19... I don't know, 1917, I believe. And, uh, you know, that, to that generation, uh, you know, I say this gently, uh, to that to a certain generation, to that generation, uh, uh, all wrestling tag teams, uh, sometimes they all looked alike. <laughs> In this case, men on a mission, uh, even though one guy was 500 pounds and 6 foot 8 or 6 foot 9, and the other guy was 300 pounds and probably about 5'7", uh, looked like it was just one guy wrestling against two two different guys. So, <laughs> that's not fair. How come he should have a tag team partner like Takaka? Takaka should come out and team with this one <laughs> team with this one guy against these two guys. No, Grandma, it is, it is two guys. It's two guys. Just... I'll just say, I'll just leave it at that, Grandma. Those are two guys. And then she was arguing with me. She's like, what do you mean there's two guys? That's that one guy. He's the bald guy. Yeah, Grandma, there's two bald guys. One one guy's actually bald, and the other guy actually has a mohawk. You, you see that sometimes the mohawk guy is in the ring, and he's not, you know, he's bald except for the big patch of hair along the, the center top of his head. And the other guy is, like, completely bald. No, it's the same guy. They're making the same guy. Like, okay. All right, Grandma. I guess all men on a mission look alike to to that generation. Oh Christ. Ah. Uh, good times. Another new editors. Yeah. So I had an email. I alluded to this last week on the Halloween edition of the Birthday Boy podcast. By the way, did you enjoy the Halloween episode? I hope so. I worked moderately hard on it. Coming up with those fritzy stories. All that other shit. 
Maka Jackson, super topical. Oh man, alright. So I got an email last week from Nate S. Not to be confused with Nate Duell of All Star Plumbing. Nate S, another super fan. Uh, so he met, so let me just set this up a little bit. So back in the day, back in high school, I uh, as part of a you know church stuff, had to do a lot of church stuff. Didn't particularly want to, but had to. That's fine. Um, fellowship <laughs> I was in the youth group with uh, with my church, and uh, a couple summers in a row, I guess for about a week or so, we would go up into the Adirondacks, up to up to Brant Lake. And there was this old, this big old, um, you know, whatever, farmhouse, big kind of mansion, really, that was owned by the by the church, by the diocese, and they would use they used it to have retreats and summer camps and uh, you know all kinds of bullshit and really really nice place, big house, big <laughs> with a nice with a boathouse and up above. You know, they had you know the boat lawn, the boat docks, and everything in the boathouse, and then up above it was a nice a nice area where we would where we would gather for fellowship, songs, um, and uh, there was a, the the individual who kind of ran this place. Um, I won't I won't reveal his name, but uh, we, my buddy Crazy Mike, uh, Mikey, and I. Mike is, I believe, a super fan as well. Hopefully, I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to misstate super fandom if if he's not a super fan. But I'm pretty sure Mikey's a super fan. Uh, the the gentleman who ran this whole compound was, uh, yeah, he was a priest. He was a nice guy, but we just thought, you know, he would kind of like we we showed up on the first day. He kind of gave us the lay of the land. He said, okay, here's here's the chapel. Here's the boathouse. Here's the dining area here's the living area here's where here's where the girls bunks are here's where the boys are here's where the kids are going to come and have their bible camp and you're going to do this and that and then you know blah 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 and then he's like okay uh that's it for me and then he went off to his, he had his own he his own quarters he had his own cabin where he lived and he would go off and he would say i'm gonna go off <laughs> i'm gonna go off and read my mystery novels <laughs> it's not, like what a weird thing <laughs> Think to just show up for five minutes, and then he's gonna go off and read his mystery novels. And I would think like this guy, this is just like the classic setup to all of us just being butchered in our sleep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go read my mystery novels with air quotes as I'm doing right now. And uh, yeah, so we called him, we called him BDL, which stood for Big Daddy, and his last name, which I'm just, I don't think it would be fair to reveal his last name. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we called him, we called him Big Daddy, and then his last name, which obviously started with L. Um, so we would call him B- BDL for short. And we thought, like, this guy's probably, like, if he's he's either gonna butcher us in our sleep, um, or he's just got like, you know, I mean, this is a this is an expensive little chunk of land here. This ain't cheap. This kind of real estate up in the Adirondacks on the lake, beautiful boathouse, all these, you know various different, a couple cabins, and this just sprawling mansion with, you know, just all these rooms, I mean, just a humongous 
plot of land and the humongous house, like the upkeep and the, I would think like this is a this is a pretty costly thing, and they just kind of like, you know, for a week of Bible camp. I don't know. I can't imagine that's paying the mortgage, or you know, even if you have like a retreat with ten people. So I thought, okay, I get it. This is just this is just the front. This is the face of the operation. And BDL, he's got some he's got some shit going on in that, where he's where he's back in his cabin reading mystery novels. That's probably where you know he's got like the. Yeah, he's, he's probably, you know, measuring out the, the cocaine. Uh, he's got, you know, probably mules coming in and out every day and, you know, pimps. He's, he's probably, you know, pimping hoes up there, up there in the North Country, up in the Adirondacks. It's people, people in the, people in the Adirondacks, people up in the mountains, deep in the woods, they need love too. And, uh, you know, I, so I've assumed BDL is providing all kinds of services in, in addition to being the local priest and uh, and running this this giant compound so we figured yeah he's just he he shows up to say hi and then he disappears off into his little house to read mystery novels and so we imagine there's all kinds of all kinds of dirty uh, dealings going on wheelings and dealings going on in this house and uh, offbeat shenanigans and all kinds of uh, all kinds of who knows what you know probably some gambling sports betting yeah prostitution drugs probably just the usual like the usual like criminal activity with a legitimate face 101 kind of stuff like oh man it's good. plus when you're you know it's a church thing so like tax exempt it's probably a pretty good gig you've got you know the the face of the operation is the nice religious thing and then and then you've got you know these various houses these various wings that nobody's allowed in and I'm off by myself reading my mystery novels and a beautiful summer day he's off reading mystery novels all day like we saw him a handful of times he would come out at night and uh, you know have dinner and we'd see him in the morning you know, basically for the meals and you know a couple little times here and there and then otherwise he was off doing his thing so i would imagine there's all kinds of shit going on in that uh, in that cabin of his in that in that big daddy compound of his uh so so ever since then and and of course you know whatever he's 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 a sweet guy but just the whole the whole presentation <clears throat> you know up in the woods big mansion on the lake up in the mountains, the Adirondacks, <clears throat> and this guy's, you know, he's a priest, but he spends a really a good chunk of his day just kind of hanging out in his room, just <laughs> no wife, no kids, so you also think, hey, okay, best case scenario, most likely scenario, is there really criminal activity going on? Probably not. Is he reading mystery novels? Probably, uh, but you know, no wife, no kids, that whole celibacy thing, eh, it's I'm sure mystery novels are not the only things being perused in the, in the private chambers of BDL, of Big Daddy, Big Daddy L. Uh, and so for for years and years and to this day, and this was like, I don't know, 1996, 1997, that we would go out to this, uh, you know, do this whole Bible camp. The little ki- the kids from town would come and, and there's there's me. Teaching about the Bible. I don't even know what I did. I don't remember teaching anyone about the Bible. I think I was about the Bible. I think I was just the, uh, you know, what I usually do, which is I sign up for something and then I just I screw around, just like last week at the kids uh, and the Harvest Fest. It's a dance, but they don't call it a dance. 
and you know they do limbo and they do musical chairs and games and fun and blah 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 and uh, my kids go to the book fair that's being held simultaneously at the school library <clears throat> and then they come back and they read with their best friends Hal and Jack the four of them sit at the table reading books that they just purchased at the book fair while everyone else is dancing and doing a limbo and uh, you know my kids go out and dance and have a fun time but we signed up to do the craft table there's a craft station and they have a special they had a Halloween craft and uh, Kimmy and I signed up for it together and uh, I did a couple little things I poked some holes in the cups that the kids used for the crafts and then most of the time it was Kim doing all the work and then Kaylin uh, was second in command and I would you know occasionally basically the extent of my involvement was the kid would show up and I'd be like you want to do a craft you want to do one of these crafts and then they would nod their head yes and be like, okay, here's, here's a cup. And then, you know, the cups that uh, Kimmy and Kaylin would have delicately, carefully, painstakingly prepared for this craft, would I would then hand it to them. And so that was, that was my volunteerism at the craft table. Uh, much like my volunteerism at the Bible camp uh, up, <laughs> up in the Adirondacks back in the 90s when I was in high school. I don't, I don't recall, A, because I know nothing about the Bible. At no point did I ever know anything about the Bible. So I'm not really sure what I was doing at this camp. I remember mostly just like kind of screwing around, you know, like, uh, you know, making jokes, screwing around with Mikey, playing grab ass in the boathouse with Mikey. I think that kind of thing. That was, you know, the pretty pretty standard operating procedure for any of those uh, any of the, any of those youth group trips up to the mountain. Oh man. So, anyways, so yeah. So for. The two decades uh, since then, Mikey and I still joke about BDL. We will text each other. Mikey lives all the way up in Alaska, and uh, across multiple time zones, we will text each other at all hours of the morning and various just nonsense and absurd things. And it'll always come back to to Big Daddy, to BDL, and um, and we've had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun over the years making up these insane stories about BDL. Well. During my during my time as a little bookseller at Barnes and Noble, back in it was probably around 2006 2007, uh, when when Nate S worked with me in the music and DVDs department at Barnes and Noble, and I was making a joke one day. I was talking about this guy, this this priest priest from up in the North Country, and I kept mentioning BDL, and I mentioned his actual last name, and Nate said, "Wait a minute, Father L," and I'm like, "Uh, yeah," and and it came to find out we were both referring to the same person <clears throat> and bdl was a family friend of nate's for many many decades going back a long long time and nate being from way up in the north country up in newcomb new york where the you know population of like eight and uh so yeah you know it's a it's a small it's a small world as it is it's a very small world up in up in the mountains when there's you know like a couple dozen people who actually live there all year round and bdl being one of the permanent residents of the north country and nate as a child and his family being permanent residents of the north country so yeah they were good friends they were family friends with bdl and so nate nate sent me an email he said i know we both knew bdl at different times in our lives, although I think you had left town before I had the chance to tell you what happened at our wedding when Nate and his wife Beth got married a few years ago. We asked him to do a reading and at the last minute to say grace. Needless to say, this guy <laughs> this guy is a wild card. The attached audio file is an opportunity I had several years ago to call into a nationally syndicated radio show with the topic being the weirdest thing I'd ever seen at a wedding. 
I will let you hear the story there. Listening to Birthday Boy 25 as I write this and still enjoying the podcast very much, the other Nate. And there's an audio attachment in this email that Nate sent. And it is indeed Nate, Nate S., calling into, I think it was Free Beer and Hot Wings, which I show that I've heard of. I've never listened to it. But uh, this audio call is from the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. And it's Nate calling in with his very own story of BDL, which I think is pretty hilarious. Let's take a listen. My, my wife and I got married a couple of years ago, and uh, we uh, we asked a family friend of, of my family. She's a priest. She wasn't the guy conducting the wedding, but we asked him to do a reading in the church. Okay. And it was it was Corinthians, the most you know basic thing everybody has at their wedding. So he gets up there to read, and somehow he found like an alternate text that was like kind of erotic and had like mentions of breasts <laughs> and all this stuff in it. And so everybody, everybody, everybody was already a little nervous, but the real thing is later on at the reception, we forgot to ask him to say grace. So I walked up to him at the last minute and said, hey, sorry we forgot, but could you say a quick bless- blessing before everybody eats? And he stood up and he said, thank the Lord for sexual drive and everyone getting what they need tonight. Wow, that is Boathouse. The secondary erotic text of Corinthians is just ridiculous. Fifty Shades of Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hell is that lay down over and over. Anyway, oh my god, what a great clip. What a great story from Nate here on the Birthday Boy podcast via a completely different radio show that Nate called into years ago. <clears throat> By the way, Jesus Christ. I may I may never make a penny doing this podcast, but at least I can die knowing that I'm not one of those jackasses. <laughs> Was this Fifty Shades of Corinthians? <laughs> hey, good one! <laughs> yeah, Zoo Crew here in the morning, coming at you. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, I mean, an erotic Corinthians. I mean, I mean, let's go. I mean, come on, that's crazy. <laughs> oh fuck you! But. uh... Uh, those guys sucked, but Nate's call was fucking awesome. That was that was a great story, Nate. Oh my god, BDL, he gets around that guy. Oh man, here's to sexual drive and everyone getting what they need. <laughs> Which is obviously that's not off the cuff either. That's not the first time BDL has given that speech, I'm sure, or that toast or whatever you want to call it. He's either he's either got one, he's got that one in the hip pocket. For many occasions, or uh, something that he that he works on in the event that somebody asks him to say grace at a wedding, I'm sure he's got he's got that <laughs> on deck along with the erotic Bible verses, the modified erotic Bible verses. Oh my God, fantastic, Nate! That was awesome, man. Thank you for sending me that email, dude. Uh, that's so funny. What a great call. Terrible morning DJs, but what a great call. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, what was this, some kind of Fifty Shades? I mean, what was this, Debbie Does Corinthians? <laughs> Good one, Jim. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, that was great, man. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> BDL, what a legacy. 
uh, not only making it onto the uh, beer and hot wings via dates phone call, but making it onto the uh, much better birthday boy podcast. Courtesy of Nate. That's such a great, that's a great clip, man. Uh, I shall cherish that story forever. And the legacy of BDL will live on in our hearts and our pants for decades to come. Oh, yes, indeed. What a day, what a day. I think it's about time... Whoa. What sounds... Why does this sound so fucking weird? Is it me? Is it my microphone? I guess it sounds okay. Ah, who knows. There's always something. Yeah, that sounds weird. Oh, man, are these... Are are the beats... Beats don't fail me now. I wonder if they're... uh, just, just when we were getting the beats back in, back in action here. I can't have beat problems. I can't have beat. I cannot have beat problems right now. All right. Well, that's okay because I think it's about time to. It's about time to wrap up the podcast. This is ninety minutes. Ninety minutes, and I have no idea what I have talked about for the last ninety minutes. I have absolutely no recollection. I hope it was good, whatever it is. Uh, but in any event, it's definitely, definitely, uh, it's 100% the end of the podcast. There's absolutely nothing else coming up here on the birthday boy. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) What? Oh, could it be? Why, why, yes, that is the Monday Night Football theme song, which can only mean it's time for talking football here on birthday boy podcast reviewing my picks from week nine on the podcast birthday boy podcast all right let's make this quick (laughs) so it looks like i i had another successful week i mean relatively speaking i can't imagine i did any better or any certainly not any worse than the usual jackasses who make millions of dollars picking this shit for a living. I mean, for Christ's sakes, I went 8-6 and six with my football picks last week. 8-6. and six. It was 8-6 and six with my football picks here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Cliffy, you should be writing this down and making these picks. Every penny. <laughs> Cliffy, every penny you make in that job of yours, you need to put back in to making football picks and betting it all on what the Birthday Boy has to say. Oh man. Yeah, so I, I you know what? I did okay. I mean Alright, let's let's go through these, shall we? Can we uh Maestro, do we have some football recapping music perhaps for everybody out there who's very <laughs> very interested in hearing this? Uh there we there we go. Ah yes. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Crank this up a little. Oh, yeah. Time to recap week nine. <laughs> All right. So, San Francisco, I was right. They defeated the Arizona Cardinals. That's one for me. The Houston Texans defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had that one as well. Buffalo. 
defeated uh, somebody. Washington? Yeah, Washington. There was no... And we're, we're not really getting in any shockers here, I don't think. I think we all saw that coming. Minnesota! I picked Minnesota like an idiot. And they lost by three points to Kansas City. I think that one really came down to who had, who had the ball at the end of the game. And it was Kansas City, and they won, goddammit. Uh, the Jets... You know what? I picked the whole time last week. I'm like, ah, the Dolphins, they're going to get their first win. They're going to upset the Jets. And then at the last minute, I said, oh, fuck that. They're terrible. The Jets are going to win. And the Jets lost because the Jets are terrible. They're so bad. Philadelphia wins. I had that one. Who did they beat? Chicago. Indy loses to Pittsburgh. Uh, like two point. I mean, it was 26 to 24. So the games that I had wrong, it wasn't by a whole hell of a lot, I don't believe. Uh, but, man... That was wrong. Wrong about that one. Pittsburgh wins. I lose. Carolina defeated Tennessee. I was right about that one. Oakland had the big victory over the Detroit Lions. 31-24. I was right about that one. And then the Seattle Seahawks of Seattle defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was right about that one. And then the Denver Broncos picked up a victory. At home against the Cleveland Browns, a team named after the color of poop. I can't believe a team named after the color of poop isn't any better <laughs> than the Cleveland Browns, and they never really have been. Oh, oh, this song is coming to an end, but that's okay. Ah, uh, yes, uh, because we have this song on deck too. Uh, back, 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 back. Uh, so where was I? Denver wins. Got that one right. Green Bay Packers lose to the Chargers by a lot. Oh my god. Chargers 26, Green Bay 11. I did not see that coming. I must admit I did not see that one coming. Uh, New England. Oh, that's okay. They lose, to the, they lose to the Ravens. The Ravens are good. If I wasn't completely biased, there's a chance I might have picked the Ravens, but I'm never going to not pick the Patriots. So, okay. That's what happens. I was wrong about that one. And then the Giants. I mean, this was an idiotic pick. That was my upset of the week, and I was wrong because it was an idiotic upset of the week to pick. And the Giants, of course, they lost to the Cowboys because the Cowboys are not that bad, and the Giants are that bad. And they're terrible. What about this week? Why? What's coming up this week? Well, I can tell you, you've got the Giants playing the Jets. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I, I fucking love when two awful teams play each other. Especially, you know, when you get into November and especially December. You've got, like, they, they talk about, like, teams tanking on purpose so they can get the good draft picks and all that stuff. I, I believe that to an extent, but I never fully believe that. Because anybody who's, like, a, you know... Anybody who's even semi-competitive, it's hard to just, like, go out there and deliberately lose. Nobody's, like, going out and just fucking up. They just suck. They suck. The Dolphins, the Redskins, the Jets, the Bengals, all these guys, you know, Atlanta, they're, they're, they suck. They, they're, they're bad. Really bad. Yeah, Giants, Washington, bad. Bad teams. Uh, so when, when you've got two teams fighting over who's the worst... Like, you don't, you still don't want to be the worst, even though you're going to get the best draft picks and all that shit. So it's fun to watch, because that's like, in a weird little way, that's like their own Super Bowl. It's like the delusional, shitty team Super Bowl. And we're going to have a few of these coming up. 
Like, Cincinnati's gonna play the Jets in December. <laughs> Cincinnati's gonna play on December 22nd. Cincinnati plays at Miami. And that's gonna be like the loser bowl of the century. And that's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I guarantee you that's gonna be a great game. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. Uh, the Giants are gonna play the Jets this weekend. Like I said, the Giants are also gonna play Miami and Washington uh, later on. I mean, my God, there's gonna be loser bowls. Miami's gonna play. Miami's gonna play Cleveland. They're gonna play the Jets again, of course. They're gonna play the New York Football Giants, and they're gonna play Cincinnati. F Jets, Giants, Cincinnati, three weeks in a row. There's, those games are going to be so good because they're going to be the terrible teams fighting to see who's not the worst team or who's the second worst team in the NFL. I mean, that's that's better than the Super Bowl sometimes when you've got these these no-win or one-win teams, two-win teams battling it out at the end of December when there's 0% chance of making the playoffs. That's that's You can have your Super Bowl. That's the Super Bowl right there. The Suck Bowl. Oh, man. Anyways, let's let's get to the picks for the week, shall we? All right, so here's what's going to happen tonight, Thursday night game. Oakland defeats the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers Superchargers of San Diego. Oakland is my pick. Uh, Detroit at Chicago. Detroit. I'll take Detroit. Uh, let's see. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Baltimore, of course. Not a chance. Buffalo at Cleveland. I, I gotta, you know, I'm always hesitant. I make these Buffalo picks, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not a believer in the Buffalo Bills. I'm really, you know, you beat Miami, you beat Washington, Cincinnati, the they've beaten all the terrible teams, and they've lost to Philadelphia and New England, who are good teams. Cleveland is not a good team, but Cleveland beat Baltimore, so I don't know. I'm gonna regret it. I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills. Ah, eh, fuck it. Kansas City will defeat the titans yeah da 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 all right what did i say kansas city defeats the titans new orleans oh please they will beat the falcons uh new york will win against new york that is my that is my lock my stone cold lead lock of the week hey greenie hey greenie yes golic uh I know that's some dated material, and it's a sports reference, and nobody's nobody cares about this. Uh, New York beats New York. Oh, who's gonna win? That's the Giants. Well, I'm gonna go with the Giants. I don't know. Who cares? Arizona at Tampa Bay. Ooh boy, Bruce Arians coaching the Buccaneers against his old team, the Cardinals. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, although I might regret that one. Indy will beat Miami, no question there, I don't think. Carolina at Green Bay. I think a lot of people are going to pick Carolina because Carolina won last week and Green Bay just had that unbelievable defeat against the Chiefs, but I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Rams at Steelers. Mm, I'm going to... Fuck. Should I go with Steelers? Yeah. Well, eh, uh, no, no. I'm going to go with the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Minnesota at Dallas. Oh boy. I think Dallas. I'll regret that, I'm sure. But I'm going to go with Dallas because I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Minnesota is. You know, Minnesota's. They beat Atlanta, the Giants, Detroit, Washington. They. 
They lost to Green Bay and Kansas City. They lose to good teams. The, and they beat Philadelphia. Okay, Minnesota has a nice victory over Philadelphia. And, uh, okay. But, you know, Atlanta beat Philadelphia. So who even knows if Philadelphia is all that good? That'll be interesting next week when they play the Patriots. That's going to be very interesting. Seattle at San Francisco. Let's call that my upset of the week. I'm going to go with the Seattle Super Seahawks Sonics of Seattle. Yeah, I think San Francisco, the last undefeated team in the NFL, gets their first loss this week on Monday Night Football. Okay. I thought we were at the end of the podcast, but I did have another quick tale I wanted to tell. <sighs> hold on a sec. Just hold on a sec, alright? Just relax. Relax. We'll get to it. We'll get to everything. Just hold your horses. <sighs> alright. So, my youngest has playdates endlessly. Every weekend, she's at somebody's house or somebody's coming over here. Just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, probably, like, one of the, you know, I'm small talk is dreadful. I can't do it. I don't have the ability. I, like, sometimes I try to research, like, I'll Google things to talk about for small talk, and I'm just like, no, I'm not doing that. Not, not going to do it. Not gonna do it. And so I just show up at these houses and like, you know, outside of, hey, how you doing? I have nothing to say to, to the parents typically. And they're all, they're all super nice. Like I really enjoy, uh, you know, I like that my kids have great friends and outside of like uh, some of the parents, you know, like Alex and Johanna are friends who have like, we've become friends and we have, you know, similar interests. And some of these parents, it's like, oh man, we're all just, we're all just kind of suffering together, like trying to find something to talk about. And there's sometimes where, like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I can talk to the mom, but it's awkward with the dad, or maybe I can talk to the dad and it's awkward with the mom. But there's always like, there's always some level of awkwardness, and it's it's entirely brought on by me. It's entirely my fault because I'm socially inept when it comes to having to come up with something on the fly that's in the category of, let's say, small talk. So uh, it was a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I picked up Kaylin from her friend's house, and uh, it was a friend that she hadn't had a play date with in quite some time, so it was very exciting, and they had a great time, and I went and picked her up, and, uh, and yeah, the parents were both. The dad answered the door, and a uh, super nice guy, nothing in common at all. He's just as interested in talking to me as I am to him. Um, you know, he knows uh, he's, he's thinking the same thing that I am. Like, I don't know what to talk about. So, so I ended up just, I just make it extra awkward because I walk in the door and I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, come on in. I'm like, hey, yeah, so how you doing? He's like, oh, you know, doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm like, yeah, doing well. And then I'm like, so how you doing? And he's like, ah, still good, still same as eight seconds ago when you last asked me. And I'm like, oh, right, right, of course, of course. And I'm waiting for my kid to come downstairs. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go, time to go, hurry, hurry, get your stuff, get downstairs. This is only going to get worse for everybody. The more I have to stand here and talk and try to come up with things. And so I'm just kind of like, and then, I, and then I just start looking around. I'm like, I'm like brick 
in uh, in Anchorman where I start looking around at different things in the house and I'm just like, yeah, so like, um, and then their dog shows up and I'm like kind of, you know, petting the dog. And of course that's even worse because I have to pretend that I'm enjoying petting the dog, which I'm just like, I can't wait to like light my hand on fire and sterilize it. So I'm like, I'm petting the dog. I'm <laughs> petting the dog and I'm like, uh, so like, uh, so how's your dog? You guys like this is your like your this is your dog, right? So it's like, is it good? Like the dog's good, like it's working out for you, you know? Like it, it eats stuff and like eats the dog food, or like how does that work? You guys you like take care of it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's our it's a family dog. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. You have a dog, yeah. And I'm like, so like, what about this? Like, and I'm just looking. I'm like, this carpet, like, is it you? Is it, you like it? You you like do you like, like this carpet? Is it good? Like you feel like you've gotten your money's worth. Like, is it a reasonable value? The carpet in this hallway? Like it's yeah. Carpets, carpets fine. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. That's cool. What about this staircase? Like these are, are they good stairs? Like you can go up and down them or like, how does that work? Are you, do you feel like this was mutually beneficial to like the guys who sold you the staircase? And he's like, well, the, the stairs came with the house. So like, yeah, they, you know, we're able to walk both up, up and down them in the upward and downward direction. I'm like, oh, cool. So you can like go upstairs and then that's how you get there is on the, you go up the stairs. And then when you're ready to come down, you just like, what do you do? You just like walk down the stairs or like, how does that work? He's like, yeah, we walk down the stairs to get downstairs. Yes. That is like every other staircase on the planet. That is ours works the same way as those. I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's good. That's good. That's a good staircase. That seems to be working out. I'm like, and I'm just like looking around, and like, the wife is in like the room next to the hallway, and she's like folding laundry. I'm like, so how? So the, like, that's your wife, right? Like you guys, like I've seen you together. Like every time I see you, you're together. So is that like, you're you're like together, like married, or like is that going well, like for both of you? Do you feel? And he's like, yeah, that's my wife. We are married. That's why we have these kids together in this house. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. So you guys like, so you both like live here and stuff, right? Like, and she, and she also uses the stairs to like go up the stairs and down, and like that's. And then does she pet the dog sometimes too, or like how does that work out for you? Does that work out well? Like, he's like, yeah, it's the family dog, and she pets the dog. I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And I'm just like, all right, child, come down. I, I, I'm just asking things. I'm just asking about staircases. Get down here. And then like nothing, and then they're still upstairs getting ready. And I'm like, okay, so uh, I'm like, so cool. So the wife's good, you're good. Staircase goes up and down directions, and the carpet like sits on the floor, and the dog is okay. I'm like, I'm like, so what about like like these windows? Like, do you guys like did they like how did that ha- like did they come with the house? Were they like pre-cut, or did you just have like you just bought like the four walls, and then what do you have to like cut the windows and get glass, or like how does that work? Like do you do you have to cut it? Your-? He's like, no, the windows windows came with the house. Uh, the house was built with windows in them pre pre-cut and pre-installed windows. That's how we that's we how we like our houses uh, to come is is with the windows and and also doors pre-installed. I'm like, "Oh, is that the, that answers my next question." So the doors like that was like you just got like the doors and the windows like they just said, "Hey, well, well if you buy this house, we'll just like throw the doors and windows in." And do they throw in the staircase too? Like that's a that seems like a good deal on your end. Is you know, like you get windows, you get doors, so you can like 
you like look out the window and then you can also look in. Is it one of those kind of windows where it, you can look both? It goes in both directions. It's like, yeah, much like the stairs, you can go both directions. If you're outside, you can look in the window. If you're inside, you can look out the window. Pretty standard window. It's just glass that you can see through. And I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And then you said again, like, they came with the house, right? Like it came with windows. It was one of those windows included kind of deals, right? Like a whole package deal of like door, window, staircase, all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but the, but your wife didn't come with that. Like you had to, you had to marry her first and then you got the house together. You didn't like buy the house and they threw in her. Like, how did that work? Did that work out that he's like, yeah, no, we got married and then bought. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And it's just, I mean, it's, that's me. I just stand out like an idiot because I have no, I don't know what to talk about. I'm never going to talk about weather. I don't want to talk about weather. So I'm just going to, I'm going to use my eyes. I'm going to find things around the house and I'm going to ask idiotic, idiotic questions that no human being should ever or would ever ask. And then I just, that's me. I just go on for 10 minutes while somehow inexplicably my child takes uh, forever to just get her shoes on and come downstairs so we can leave and I can go home and cease being this awkward moron jackass asking about everything that asking questions that have answers that no human being should ever ask. And so we just continue to stand awkwardly in the hallway in the foyer. And I just keep asking, I'm like, so like, so the marriage is like, it's going well. Like, so you, so, so tell me again, like you got married first, then moved into this place. You didn't like find the house. And then she was like in it and just said, Hey, yeah, okay, I'll just stay and marry you and live here. You didn't. Yeah, no, we got married and then we bought a house. I'm like, Oh, and like the marriage is good. Like everybody's like, what do you like? You get like, a, you have like jobs and like the jobs pay you like money. Like, how does that work? Like, how do you, and he's like, yeah, well, I have a job. My wife has a job. We have a, paycheck we each have a paycheck that we make every week i'm like oh cool 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 so that's how you like is that how you get like food like how does that work do you just have like do you have like cows and a vegetable garden like out that i just didn't see like out by the driveway or do you like do you use the money you get from the job to then pay for the food that you eat so you can stay alive or like how does that whole thing work and he's like yeah yeah, yeah, we get money from our jobs and we buy groceries like every human being on the planet and then we eat them and that's how we don't die. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. That's, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, us us too, actually. Us too. Like we, yeah, same same with same with me. Like my wife didn't come with any, you know, we, we got married first and then we moved in and like, so yeah, it's similar, very similar, similar stories it sounds like, similar stories. And he's like, yeah, not, not, not at all. But yeah, okay, sure, sure. Similar, similar in the sense that like everybody's story is kind of exactly the same, and you're asking the most idiotic questions. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I do that, I do that. And then I'm like, hey, I, I noticed, uh, I noticed as I was parking my car outside, you guys have a driveway. Like that's cool. Like is that working out well? Like how do you, like how does that work? Do you guys like park your cars on there and then you use the driveway to get like in and out? like of the house, like you pull your car into the driveway and then you go into the house. Like, how does that work? Like the driveway, like what is that working out for you? Like, is it, did it come with the house or did you have to go like get your own driveway and install it? Like what, 
And he's like, yeah, dri- no, the driveway came with the house. Somebody paved it. And then we moved in and we park our cars on the driveway. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, but you have a garage, right? So like, do you park the cars in the garage or like, how does that work? How do you, you, and he's just, and then finally my child comes running downstairs and I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks for the, sorry about being stupid. Bye. And then I run out of there and I, and then I peel out of the driveway and then I realize that my, my child is still inside the house and then I have to back up and I'm like, Oh yeah. So I noticed, uh, when I was leaving the house, you guys have like, you have a mailbox. So is that like, how does that work? Like the mail gets put in the box or like, do you have to put the mail in the box and then take it out and read it? Or like, does somebody bring it to you? And they're like, yeah, the mailman brings the mail. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. So he like puts it in the mailbox or something or to like, like, does he use the driveway? Like, does he, how does it, how does that work? Does he like use your stairs? You said, cause you, you said the stairs go up and down. So like, does the mailman go up the stairs and then drop off the mail, like up in a bedroom or something like that? Or like, no, no, he uses, oh, he uses the mailbox. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So like that, then the mailbox, like, did they throw that in? Was that like included, like with the staircase and the windows? And then finally my child gets into the car and I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. And then I, and then I drive home and I go and then I crawl into bed under the covers and then I stay there for the rest of the day because yeah, I realize like that's, those are the kinds of conversations that I have because I can't do small talk. Um, because when I start talking about things, that's what I talk about is I, I do, uh, idiot talk. I do idiot talk. Uh, because I refuse, I can't just, hey, how about this weather? How about this weather we're having? What do you, th- oh boy, it's cloudy right now. But, but I'll bet you, I'll bet you uh, one of these days it's going to be sunny. I bet you. You just wait and I'm no, I'm no meteorologist, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess we're going to see some sun at some point. I don't know when, tomorrow, a week from today, uh, probably some rain at some point. Um, the daylight will turn to night. Uh, some days will be cold. Uh, others warm. Oh, I can't do that. I can't. Ooh, hot enough for you? Cold enough for you? The fuck does that even mean? Anyways, so yeah, that's the um, in between very long, awkward pauses because I run out of things to say. Uh, those are the kinds of things that I'm just like, I'm just looking around the house. I'm like, ah, oh, so you guys, oh, cool. So you have like, ah, oh, is a refrigerator? Is that what that is? That has like, like cold, you put like cold stuff in there or like, how does that work? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like ice goes in the freezer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess that, that makes sense. That's like how ours is. And then the refrigerator, well, you put like fruit and meat and like milk and stuff. Yeah. Same here. Like water. Yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. That's what we do too. Wow. So, so I thought I was the only one. <laughs> cool. 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 Yeah. We have a fridge too. That's awesome. And that's it. Those are my, those are my conversations when I'm, when I'm picking up the children. And, uh, eventually I think I'm just going to, I'm going to go over there to pick up the kids and just, I'm going to bring my laptop and a microphone and just sit down and start doing the podcast. And then that'll just, that'll take away all the awkwardness. Cause then they'll, they'll either be like, Oh yeah. All right. This is, <laughs> this guy really speaks to me. This guy, <laughs> I'm on board with this dude. I'm on board with this birthday boy. Or they'll say, I fucking, this guy's just such a piece of shit. Don't, from now on, you don't have to come in the house. Just sit in the car and honk the horn, and we'll send your child out so we can avoid all of this. 
So I think that's my solution. And they're all nice. They're such nice people. They're so super nice. I enjoy, that's the thing. I look forward to talking to them, to talking to them because they're nice people. But then I get 12 seconds into the conversation and I realize that I'm a slug and an idiot. And it's entirely like, I can't, I just can't do it. I can't, uh, I can't have the conversation. And like, I can only talk about really just idiotic things. And, and that, that's the kind of thing that can only happen amongst people I know very well and I'm friends with just irreverent nonsense. And, uh, yeah. And some of these folks, I can't just, you know, bust in the door and start, you know, dick jokes and things like that, especially with the children around my goodness. I mean, what am I an idiot? So instead I just say, you know, Hey, so like, what's, uh, so like the floor, you guys, you, you like walk on the floor or do you like, you don't park your car in the kitchen, right? Oh, that's the garage. The garage is for that. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So anyway, many more years of delightfully awkward, uh, 100% my fault, awkward conversations to come with many, many apparent because <laughs> these play dates, uh, they're not going any, they're not going away anytime soon. That's for sure. All right, now it's time to wrap things up for real. Faux real. That's the name of this band. Faux real. That's funny. That's funny. That was not intentional. Faux real. Time to wrap things up. Faux real. Second Sweat by Faux Real here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Alright. I don't have anything else to say. I do, but it's we're getting to the two-hour mark, so it's time to go. And I have a Cliffy call from Dr. Duxtable. Cliffy! Yeah. I, I can't wait either. Second Sweat. It's hard to have a second sweat when the first sweat doesn't stop. A pain I know all too well. Alright. Let's uh let's wrap it up. What do you say? You've had enough, I've had enough. We'll finish this up and and do it again next week, right? I think so. So uh yeah, it's been a good uh, been a good week, I think. Uh and uh, next week we'll do more more of this shit again. Uh but in the meantime, I ask you, as always, to please subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, subscribe wherever. If you haven't subscribed, if you just kind of like listen every week or something, like just subscribe. And that way the stupid things are delivered automatically into your podcasting device. Uh, what else? Uh, give a five-star review if you, if you could. It would be really super-duper appreciated. And feedback and anything like that on iTunes, wherever you can leave feedback. Email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com for any reason. If you have a fun story, a funny story, if you have, uh, I don't know, whatever. Any reason at all. Just email, email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That would be cool. Anything else? What else? What other kinds of things do I want you to do? Share... You know, if I post this, if we're friends on Facebook, which if you're listening now in November of 2019, 
I think all of my listeners are people that I know. So uh, share on Facebook. If I post on social media, it would be super duper cool if you shared the post and said something along the lines of listen to this life-changing experience, this life-changing podcast. You will never be the same again and all in good ways. (laughs) It's okay to lie to them. So yeah, all that stuff would be really, really appreciated as always. And I thank you. Let's be honest. If you're listening every week from, you know, from at this point in time, the last like six months that I've been doing this podcast, that's, that's super fan status. If you continue to come back every week, that's, that's super fan status. And I appreciate it. I really, really do. I really do. Uh, okay. It's time to go. I am done with you and I hope you have a great week, everybody. I really do. Uh, remember, uh, remember what we always say about positivity, you know, come on, it's, it's enough already enough with the positivity. Uh, but kindness does matter. Um, I would suggest that if anyone tells you to live, laugh, love, you tell them to go fuck self and, uh, yeah, watch out for BDL. Cause he's a, he's a slippery devil. <laughs> okay. That's it. Uh, and I know most importantly, we'll be back with results of NFL, my NFL picks and I'll make picks for next week right here on the next episode, the mid it's already a mid November by the time we get to the next episode. That's crazy. And it really is. It's almost six months. I'll be doing, doing this goddamn podcast. That's it for episode 27. Episode 28 is coming up next week. It'll be a good one. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to be, but, uh, as long as I'm still alive, it will still be there. Episode 28. All right, gang, that's it for me. I hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Birthday Boy Podcast with me, your host, Johnny Boy. Talk to you then. Later, Gators.
tryptophan, the tryptophan. And that's what makes people sleepy, Cliff. You know what happens, don't you, when people, in particular the ladies, get sleepy, don't you, Cliff? <laughs> Need I say any more, Cliffy boy? So hopefully you're ready to have Dr. Dunstable come to the Womax Thanksgiving so that I can prepare a special turkey with the tryptophan and the tryptophan and the drinks with all of the booze for all of the ladies, Cliffy. You see, I'm going to bring my son Theo, too, because if your life's having turkey with you, zippity bop zoop dabbity doo I will see you at the turkey do. Okay, Cliffy, does that make sense? Hopefully it do. Okay, Cliff, get ready for me. I'm coming with my turkey and my trip to fan and my trip to fame and my drinks. Okay. Sounds good. See you at the Thanksgiving gobble gobble spectacular.